Hi there, welcome to Mzungu. This is a podcast about living and working in Mozambique. We're going to be discussing everything from daily life to development work and all the things in between. Hello, my name is Mina. And I'm Maya. We're living in Pemba, Mozambique, working with the Agukon Foundation on their youth fellowship program. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. We wanted to spend some time talking about a few trips that we recently took. It's not one, but two. Two whole trips. Uh, one to the capital of Mozambique, Maputo, and one to the Monte Puesh, Namuno area. Yeah. Um, a quick disclaimer, our opinions and ideas here in no way reflect the opinions of the Aka Khan Foundation, or of course His Holiness, but I bet he'd agree with us. <laughs> Uh, but we cannot confirm that, <laughs> and we will not um, assume. <laughs> okay, um, and our roommate Hannah will not be joining us today because she's being extremely productive and doing other things. She has work, and she was also not on these trips, unfortunately. But she also will be. <laughs> she will be going to Maputo next week, and we're so excited for her. Yeah, gonna have a great time. Um, so. The trip we took first was the one to Montepuesh and Namuno. So Montepuesh is like a two-hour drive inland, like a little bit west and slightly north of I where we are. So. We, were, we're not allowed so. We were not allowed Yeah, but not like that much north, like a little bit north. I thought it was more north. I don't know. Okay. We'll check later, and oh, it'll be great. Goodness. <laughs> we know things. We definitely know where we were. <laughs> uh, so Montepuesh is a small... It's the second largest city yeah, in <laughs> second largest city in Cabo Delgado, um, which I think is just not saying all that much. But it, like, it clearly used to be like bigger, more bustling because it's where the ruby mines were. Um, and we were told that like what like five years ago, mm-hmm. it slowed down. Yeah, the government came in and was like, "There's all these people working illegally here, and there's some." Like, I think put taxes on foreigners working here in order to. Yeah. kind of help the local economy and more like local employment. Um, except what happened was that everyone just left. <laughs> so it all kind of fell apart. So it's very quiet now. Um, and then Namuno is a village, a larger village, um, even about an hour further outside of the city. And they so do not have paved roads. That was a ride. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. And I really enjoyed the visual of there's a lot of sand and dirt, but like red dirt yeah. that kind of blew on the side of like the trees. Yeah. So it looks like red trees or like red wheat. And yeah. visually it was Although about funny. halfway there we realized that we were also coating all the people we drove by in, in red. That red dirt. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh no. Sorry. Yeah. I realized she's like, why'd that guy just cover his face with his t-shirt? Oh. And then we like no. looked back and we see this storm of dust that we created, like the car created. Yeah. Um, but we were there to do some data validation workshops on some like genders, gender, I don't know, gender data, gender yeah. oriented data. Mm-hmm. Um, so working with like four groups of the population to sort of say like, does this data seem like, does what we interpreted from what you told us seem relevant? to you, Um, which we were both like just so excited about, so excited. Uh, Don't think that many people are that excited to go to Montefuesh, and we were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it was very like fly by night, like we sort of came in the day before, 
And they're like, so are you ready? It's going to be overnight, two nights. We're going tomorrow, 9 a.m. Get ready to go. We were like, we're doing it. Okay, let's do this. Where are we staying? And they're like, (laughs) we'll figure it out. Staying. And we were like, no, seriously, where are we staying? (laughs) But we stayed in a really nice apart hotel. Yeah. Um, I really like that. That's one word. Apart hotel. (laughs) Yeah. Which to me implies that they're like long stay apartment rooms. Mm -hmm. They aren't, but they're not. It's like a motel. Yeah. Um. It was very nice. The president was going to Montepuich the day we were leaving. Unfortunately, we did not get to meet him. Still disappointed. And However, we did get comfortable beds. So. We did. It was worth it. If it you had to pick one, if you had to pick a comfy bed. Or Don't make me choose. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We were a little bit worried on the drive over, though, because... Um, we hadn't gotten our passports with our visas back yet. Mm-hmm. So we had them. We had like a printed up scan of the visa, but everyone made it seem like there's all these police checks on this drive and like you're going to get stopped and you have to have your visas. Uh, and if you don't have them, it's going to be this big deal. And I know at least I was like, you originally said we couldn't do this without our passports in hand and now we're going. Like, well, why did, what changed your mind? Like, why did you think yeah. we shouldn't go before? It was like 100% fine. Yeah, it was safe. There are no checks. I didn't even see a checkpoint. No. Yeah. So that was great. Super happy. We like got to hang out and eat with our colleagues. Yeah. And we got to, yeah, extracurricular activities yeah. almost. And we got to talk with the community and actually meet the people that these development programs are supposed to be impacting. So I think that's kind of the coolest part for myself. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. The language barrier is so real because the thing about, okay, the thing about Mozambique, and I'd be really interested to sort of dive into the history of this, but at least in our office and most more metropolitan areas, everybody really speaks Portuguese because there's so many indigenous languages within the country. Like the way that the colonialists divided up the land just meant that there were so many different tribes within it. And so... Even within the area that we're in, I think there's three major different linguistic groups. Yeah. Um, and then we work with a lot of people from Maputo, which is a different linguistic group. Um, so in the office, everyone communicates in Portuguese because that's yeah. the lingua franca. But they all have like a different language that they grew up speaking. And so where we were, everybody was speaking Makua. But obviously, <laughs> we don't speak Makua. And <laughs> we don't? <laughs> Sorry, Reed, did you not know? I'm fluent. I'm actually fluent in Makua. Yeah, so it was just interesting to be, like, working through those different things and trying to listen and be like, oh, in Portuguese we can get, you know, like, a tenth of it, and now in Makua. Yeah, I got nada. Yep. Not so much. It was cool to see it and be exposed to it. Yeah. And, like, hear people speaking it also, because we really don't. People are just speaking Portuguese to each other and to us. I have caught some people. Caught. <laughs> as if it was in the no. act. <laughs> I think there are some that speak... Um, in my office, but there's only like a couple, like the girl that sits across from me. Yeah, from Cabo Delgado. Yeah. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people, people in our office are from Maputo. Speaking of Maputo, the what? following week, like immediately afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got decided our to passports. take a little trip. Yeah. So we decided to see the Maputo office, and it is so nice. So I'm very surprised that it was smaller than the Pemba office, but I guess this is more like the field work yeah. and all the projects are happening in Capo Delgado and in Pemba because it's the, the poorest. Yeah, it's the poorest um, province. province of Mozambique. 
So it's more like I would say Maputo is more like the headquarters. So a lot of the the big the big boys are and gals are in that office. And it's like it's like a house on a beachfront road. So there's like a pool out front. Yeah, not that for is swimming not in. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's two floors and just like nice offices and it's very cool and well furnished and just like beautiful and nice. So that was really lovely to see. And we really decided to treat ourselves a little <laughs> bit. And we got pedicures. We decided to do some beautifying. Yeah, our toes look so cute. Yeah. Some foot massages. I mean, I have we've I have been looking and we've both been on the hunt for like <laughs> foot scrubbers, which I cannot find in Pemba. So the pedicures were uh, were very much needed. Such a treat. Yeah, and just like having someone else take care of you for a minute when you're feeling like stressed out was just super nice. And it was like, Mahuto is super walkable. Everything was really close yeah. and safe. Very safe feeling, just like really comfortable with it, which was so nice. So we got a colleague recommended an Airbnb and it was right next to her house, mm -hmm. which was in turn only like a 10 minute walk to the office. And then the nail place that we picked ended up being immediately between our office and our Airbnb. Like it was just all there yeah, and this was in the polona polana polana yeah um, area district yeah. neighborhood it was so nice it was really nice yeah like just great views like really well kept and i just we i think we really wanted to go because we have just been we had a, a little time when we had to work from home and we were in Pemba, which is already small and so we were feeling a little bit like constrained and like even just getting around here is hard. Like if we walk home from the office, it takes an hour and a half at a brisk pace. Yeah. And it's a little hot out for brisk paces all the time, right? Like yeah. there's, things are hard to get to. Like there's just like it's distance. doable, but I mean, in Toronto, I do not walk two hours. Like I'm, I haven't tried to walk from like Young and Shepherd downtown. Yeah. It but takes three hours according to Google Maps. But have I done it? No. Do yeah, I checked because I'm like, why don't I do this at home? However, I'll do a two-hour walk here. And I don't even think. I'm like, yeah, I'm just walking home from work. Yeah. It's just that there's really finite other options. Like, it's, yeah. the options are take a taxi, take a chapa, walk, or hope one of your friends is willing to pick you up. And we already have a really finite amount of friends, so you got to play it cool on the can you give me a ride thing. Yeah. <laughs> But it was just so nice to be, I mean, and again, I think also that Maputo is like looming large in our hearts because it was just like such an immediate, like from Pemba to there, there's like, oh yeah, everything about this is amazing. Like it's walkable. Look at yeah. these sidewalks. I don't have dirt and sand in every pore of my body. And like the power hasn't gone out yet. And there's French cafes. French cafes. There's, there's fruit and vegetables, like yes. tons of fresh produce. There really um, artisanal markets I went to. Yeah, the marketplace. Like there's just more stuff and it was all more accessible. So it was just a nice little break. And I for one at least felt a little rejuvenated coming back and being like, okay, like I'm more ready to face the challenges as like exciting new things here as opposed to like, oh my God. I definitely <laughs> felt, it made me feel all sorts of nostalgic <laughs> because one Soviet communist yeah. Blocks like, and like the oh real Romania. Blocks. This looks just like Bucharest. Some parts really did, um, and then I found sarotele, which are these like crackers. These Romanian crackers I found at the gourmet store, and I yeah. freaked out and so sent hard. everyone pictures of it that would know what they were. And also bought and ate so many while simultaneously being like they're not really good. They're five point nine out of ten. But it just Bold. like made me so happy to eat them yeah. like 
tasted stale. I don't know who, but who's bought them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. 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 Well, that so that was the thing is they're like we would go in the morning and get like real coffee. So and the only cafe in Pemba that was making like real good coffee went out of business after three weeks. It was devastating. So unfortunate. So we were like, okay, we have to take advantage of like getting cappuccinos and stuff. And then on the walk to the office, there was this like gourmet international foods store. And we were like, okay, this is obviously happening. So she found her crackers. They were like rice crackers for me. I got gluten-free soy sauce. Yeah. The first soy sauce I've seen in Mozambique. Yeah. We, well, Laura said she, she imported it from Mozambique. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, there you go. Great. And they had, oh my God, they had a cheese counter. Oh. They had a cheese counter. Which we misread. Yeah, I thought it said 500 mets per kilogram, but it was 500 mets per 100 grams and 5,000 per kilogram. I don't know why you would write it like that. Like, is that how yeah. prices are normally written? No. I don't know. I'm not a cheese person. What do you mean? You're a cheese <laughs> person? <laughs> I am, but like, I have no idea why. And I, I guess that's why they were so surprised when... We're like, should we get the kilo? No. Okay, you get the half <laughs> kilo. kilo. Wait, how much is it? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Can you get that in half and then in half again? Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, and they were having like a little wine tasting of a nice South African wine and we tasted it and we were like, you know what? Instead of going out for lunch, we are just going to buy a couple of really nice cheeses and some crackers. We found an amazing avocado from a lady on the street. Yeah. And we got these cheeses and we just sat in the like super cute little yard at our Airbnb just like ate cheese and wine and it just felt so right <laughs> it did feel right it felt really nice it was really good um, yeah that was fun I don't know what else they had a dog oh they had a dog so there <laughs> there so was funny. it was the most scared dog I have ever met its face was just like blank yeah and it had these big round eyes and I was like you're scared and sad but you're also not reacting to any yeah. stimuli and I don't know what to do so basically there were some fireworks one of the nights and we opened the door just to check, and then it came inside, and it wouldn't leave, and it slept in my room, um, and I beat it. She loved it. She loved it I so much. I was so excited. It was a cute dog. It was, like, foxy looking. I liked it. Um, dog was also a highlight, yeah. But I also was like, it's going to pee on your floor. She's like, it's not going to pee on my floor. I'm like, it's going to pee on your floor. It did not pee it on It didn't pee floor. on the floor. But I was pretty sure it was going to pee on the floor. Um, what else did we do? I loved Dow. There was this, it's a Greek restaurant, it turns out, but it's this, like, nice, like, a really beautiful restaurant that has, like, shisha, has, like, a pool, and this, like, staggered yeah. sitting area, and it's looking out over the water. I know, like, the little stores where you could buy things. Yeah, like, like a little crafts. artisanal store. The food was really good. It had great cocktails. Yeah. And it was, it was very diverse. Like, it wasn't just, like, I feel like here you go places like that, and it's, like, one of the nicer hotels, and it's exclusively expats. Yeah. And that place wasn't, because like there's a middle class in Maputo. Um, I just thought that was, it was super enjoyable. And like one of our colleagues came out with us and like took us to lunch, and, like came with us to Dow and like wanted to hang out, which I also thought was really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it there. And the marketplace. The crafts. The craft market. Oh my god, we yeah. got so many baskets. Yeah. We were like, listen, there's not so much to buy in Pemba. This is our chance. Time to get everything we ever want to get for anyone ever immediately at this one point in time. <laughs> at the beginning of our trip. <laughs> and meet a goblin that was so big that she couldn't even put it in her suitcase. Because we were like, like okay, he gave well, me like, a deal. It. Good deal. Had to he buy it. He was trying to make me buy it for like 
$20. I bargained, and I realize that now so, when I bargain, I have, like, a resting, rude <laughs> face. Like, to the point that nice. I looked at her, I was like, are you mad about something? And she's like, no, I just hate bargaining. <laughs> <laughs> like, you look so angry. Yeah. I think I was giving, like, the cut eye to that poor man. It was really funny. We got, like, beautiful things, like, amazing craftsmanship, and it was also just so much bigger than either of us thought. We are like, oh, we'll just, like, go around this loop. Yeah. And, like, and an hour later, we are like, There's so many dips in that loop. It was not, like, a circle. It was, like, yeah, I don't know. a whole roller coaster. Yeah. But it was great. Like, it was all part of this. Like, we started, sort of, we picked a couple landmarks and just, like, wandered and inadvertently saw, like, I made, like, a Google sheet of things to do. <laughs> I was so excited to go. We, like, accidentally saw everything on that list and, like, just wandered around, felt totally secure, comfortable. The thing that I found the most interesting was that street. I don't know the name of it, but you go down that main street where there's a lot of Kapalona shops, mm -hmm. and they're just old Singer sewing machines and people just, tailors doing their thing, midday and like i think you could just go up to them and they'll just make it on the spot have this thing for me yeah yeah and it was filled yeah it was beautiful there was like a merchant area that we sort of wandered down into because we were told if you want to buy capulanas which again are the like colorful fabrics that there's one store called casa elefante that just like has been open for decades and has like all this beautiful fabric and then the woman who owned our airbnb was like no no no, no. that one's for tourists go to casa Pan pandilla I think it was called so we went and it was like mind-blowing just so yeah. much beautiful stuff did we even go into Casa I don't think so unless we went in accidentally <laughs> I don't know I really don't know and like one of the guys who worked there had gone to the international school and so his English was like perfect and he just came over and was like we I mean we were like what do we do how do we get things what yeah. do I do I point what do I do and he's like I got you let me help you and be like do you have anything in an ombre and he was like no <laughs> But I got, uh, we like got everything. There's a female revolutionary hero, hero called Josina, and they make capulanas with her. And I've been on a quest for those, so I got one of those. You got many. Really I got two of those actually. One for my mom, and I got one of the president, which my mom also wanted. And then you know, I got these like beautiful designs. They were like I did well, forty percent cheaper than they are in Pemba. Mm -hmm. That was cool. But yeah, it was amazing. And like people weren't like, I don't know. We didn't. It was, it's a much more multicultural city, like you said. Yeah. So there was a lot less of people just, like, eyeballing us. Yeah, like, I think we felt, like, I felt that we were able to go about our day and, like, we could have been living in Maputo and people wouldn't have known. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, as a bigger city. And, like, also, I think, I think tourists go there. So when we're wandering around, like, people definitely go to Casa Elefante mm -hmm. to get Capulanos, or they go to that iron house or yeah. the multicultural center or whatever. And so to have us just, like, wandering around, like, with your camera around your neck yeah. and not have people be like, oh, look, like, it was, yeah. like, it's more normal. And so it was just a little bit, it was a little bit of a nice break because, like, again, the, the day we came back, we went for a walk on the beach. And there was a lot of, like, hola, sista, how are you? Hello, what are you doing? And I was like... Like it's fine. It just was a nice break to not be it's like nice called out. It's nice not to be in the spotlight and just kind yeah. of blend and be in the background. Like obviously it's not. There's some visual reasons <laughs> why we would stand out. What? But, yeah. um, but it was it was interesting just to see the difference of it. Yeah, 
It was really interesting. And on our way back, I was, I think, I think probably both of us were a little bit worried that we were going to like go and have this great time in Maputo and then come back to Pemba and be like, oh God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really didn't. I was actually, I feel like it gave me like a refreshed start. But it really helped that we actually had some like fun routines and like exciting stuff to come yeah. back to. Like Nino organizes Portuguese lessons, which should be starting next week, maybe. Tomorrow? Well, tomorrow for you. Yes, next week. Yeah. Um, well. Fingers crossed that that's a good time. Um, we have like a yoga group that we found. Yeah. That's really great. It happens on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and the woman that usually runs it just left, and so her friend, our friend, we have a friend, our friend. <laughs> And her husband are trained yoga teachers, and so she's taken it over. Yeah. So we like carpool with this group of Mozambican women and a few other expats who are working here. Yeah, spent like I think they're Spanish. The other two girls are sitting in the back. One of them is part. The PhD students Portuguese. Yeah. I think. The other one, the other two are Spanish. Yeah. Two are Spanish Indian. Yeah, and like it's just a group of women that are getting together and like doing some like pretty intense fun yoga. Pretty intense. Let me I'm tell you, it. I am much less flexible than mine is and I'm like okay what is happening I cannot bend my body that way so like half the time I'm like this is so good and calm the other times I'm like I'm gonna die <laughs> like position is not gonna work yeah but we were talking this morning about how at least for me I, I really like that because it really brings you out of yourself and you're like pushing into it sometimes sometimes it's just too hard and my butt hurts yeah I have like we were working on hips last night and I have mm-hmm. a weak hip one loose, one tight. <laughs> and it was, it was a fun challenge. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, so it was nice to come back and be like, yes, I will text our friends that we are back. And we will go hang out with them. And we even went to a party Heck last yes, night. we did. Yeah. So was there was good. a lot of bizarre stuff leading up to that. <laughs> because it's, the place that it was going to be, we were like, what? Like, where is this? We could not find this guest house in Pemba. In um, we we got tickets... From Maputo, like someone got us tickets from Maputo, and now we were all gonna go together. It was just like a weird. Uh... Yeah, so we we ended up going to this party that we got tickets for. Apparently, there were two parties in Pemba, and no one seemed to know where this place is. And we eventually, someone pointed it out as we drove by, and it just looked sketchy as hell. And there was like policemen. I was told today the police apparently sponsored this event, and that's why there were police everywhere. I'm sorry, what? Jair told me that this party was put on by the police. I have no idea what this means. Why? I have no idea. I don't know anything. Involved? I don't understand what's <laughs> happening here, but they were like wearing ski masks and they had their big guns oh. and were like loading people into the back of a truck. We were like, what's happening? So by the time we met up with our friends to go to this party, we were like, are you sure we should go? Yeah, we did not. We were not feeling it. I was already tired when we had so dinner. Tired. And then we pushed ourselves to go. We have no idea what to expect. Like, yeah. is this going to be ratchet as hell? Like, yeah, what is it? What kind of music? How many people? And I just, doing? honestly, I figured that it's a small party, especially because he said, oh, the party really starts at 2. So we got there around 11, 10, 30, 11. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, there's going to be like, I thought it would be like a house party. Well, the ticket said house party, so I also was envisioning yeah. like someone's weird living room with like seven dudes that we didn't know just sort of being like, hmm. Hello. What's up, ladies? So basically, we, we went in. There was tickets. There was a, a booth to buy. Like, I'm surprised there wasn't coat check. Well, no one's wearing coats. <laughs> it's so fun. But you know what I mean. Um, and then there was, like, really, really, really nice decor. Yeah, like, it looked really fancy and beautiful. There was a pool. It was on the beach. The guest house looked really nice. I don't know what yeah. this place was. 
it was way out there. I mean, like, yeah. but the roads were barely roads. Like, it's really, like, 40 minutes out of town or something like that. Like, it's yeah. out there. But no, like, 20 minutes because it's closer than yoga. It's, but, it's really nice. And it's right by the beach. Yeah. And the music was great. We danced. We hung out. We met people. We met a few people. We met some semi-friends, but I'll, I'll still count them in yeah. my loop of friends. Sounds good to me. And I found out that there are Romanian expats here. Mihai, if you ever hear this, Mihai from Pemba. <laughs> At least one Romanian expat. Let's leave yeah. it on the low end. They said the Romanians, and they're like, like my brother-in-law. Mm. I think she said ex-brother-in-law. Mihai, what you doing? <laughs> no, but not like that, but like, what are you doing marrying people? And then divorcing them. Who yeah. are you? You can't do that. You come to Pemba, you stay in Pemba. Stay here. You stay here. Yeah, it was really cool. It, it was a good time. I'm really glad we went. Our neighbor who was there, it also felt really good to have people be there and be like, oh, hi, I know you. Like, given it was like two people, but still, like, that's cool. Yeah. And we also discovered there's this, like, youthful, hip underbelly in Pemba. Like, who were all, there's like fantastically dressed men and women dancing, having a great time. And I was like, where, have you been here this whole time? Like, where do you hang out? I actually asked one girl, and she was like, me and my boyfriend have a tent and a barbecue. We just, like, hang out on the beach. And I was like, oh, fine. Can I come? Here's mm-hmm. my number. Oh, yeah, really? She yeah. didn't text me. Oh. I don't have her number. Mm, we'll see, but listen, the guy next door said that he left the party at 9 a.m., so it's very plausible that she is just still asleep, because what? Or she's still at the party. Or she's maybe still there. You never know. Today's a holiday. <laughs> yeah, oh, also this party, sorry, it was for Armed Forces Day. Whew. Maybe that's why the police put it on, because they're an armed force. Oh. Uh, I would laugh so hard huh. if that's just like so not the <laughs> Also, we now have two cats. Oh, yeah. Who, which, whose names we're changing? We're changing them. They're Rico and Ollie. Ollie. I want, I want Rico, not Rico. Yeah, Rico to be Henry. Henry. Laurie, don't listen to this Okay, <laughs> we'll have to keep brainstorming. Because I could change Ollie to like Olive. Like I think Olive's a cute name. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to be. Because she thought it was a guy. She thought it was two males and then found out that it was a female. And then she's like, I guess Ollie will be short for Olive. Oh. I know the thoughts that you're having. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, things are looking up. (laughs) And, oh, and we discovered that there are, like, we weren't sure if any of it was real because we saw signs for, like, dancing lessons or whatever, but there are fully salsa dancing lessons because someone in our yoga group went last night, and so we're trying to make that happen, too. It just seems very incongruous, but we're really excited about it. We need to find out, like, I'm... I'm doing it. I'll change up my Portuguese lessons. I'll learn Portuguese with the salsa. I'll do it all together. Or I take my Portuguese teacher to, to come. Salsa. Exactly. I love it. Do both. I love it. Totally. It makes perfect sense. Okay. So that's our quick, maybe quickish. Yeah, Somehow yeah. I feel like this wasn't that quick. Update <laughs> on our lives. Thanks for listening. Mina, do you want to hit us with our, I think it's a phrase of the day? Today it will be a phrase mm. of the day. We're going to go with Posso fazer isso. I can do it. Posso fazer isso. So when you think you can't, just think to yourself, posso fazer isso. <laughs> Thank you, Mia, for those motivating words. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.